So our gospel reading this morning is from Luke. It has hens in it. Uh, Chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. As a way of honoring the gospel, I invite you to stand as you are able. At that time, some Pharisees approached Jesus and said, Go, get away from here, because Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, Go tell that fox, look, I'm throwing out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will complete my work. However, I have to travel today, tomorrow, and the next day because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets, and stone those who were sent to you. How often I have wanted to gather your people, just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you didn't want that. Look, your house is abandoned. I tell you, you won't see me until the time comes when you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the Lord's name. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Has anybody told you today that you're the beloved of God? You are. Beloved sons, beloved daughters. And there's nothing you can do about it other than to say, oh, thank you, God. I love you too. So there's uh, two animals mentioned in this particular passage, a fox and a hen. Those of you who may have grown up on the farm know that when foxes and hens are in the same arena, it usually doesn't end well for the hen. The fox in this particular gospel lesson is Herod. Some Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, Hey, would you cut it out? What you're doing, you're making trouble. Herod's, he's after you. He's going to kill you. And Jesus says, You tell that fox. But I've got work to do. And the prophet can't be killed outside of Jerusalem. So Jesus keeps doing his work of healing and curing and upending the religious order at the time. And Jesus laments. He he says, ah, Jerusalem, how I have wanted to hold you under my wings like a mother hen. But you resisted. You didn't want the loving embrace. Have you ever felt like a mother hen or a father hen who has wanted to embrace a child or a parent or a brother or sister or spouse or loved one or friend and they resisted? They did not want to receive your love because of various reasons. They fled the comfort and nurture of the wings that you wanted to provide for them. Jesus' image is a very vulnerable image of a a mother who wants to love. That's the God image. God wants to love so many of us. 
in so many ways inside the church and outside the church. And yet inside the church there are those who don't want to receive that love for various reasons or cannot bring themselves to receive that love for whatever reason. There are people outside of the church that God wants to wrap in God's loving arms and protect and nurture and raise them up. And there's resistance there. And God keeps loving. God does not judge and say, well, I tried. God, in a very vulnerable stance, continues to try to gather us all in under God's wings. Barbara Brown Taylor wrote a great reflection on this passage. She said, if you have ever loved someone you could not protect, then you understand the depth of Jesus' lament. All you can do is open your arms. You cannot make anyone walk into them. Meanwhile, this is the most vulnerable posture in the world. Wings spread, breast exposed. But if you mean what you say, then this is how you stand. Now, I am well aware that this stance doesn't necessarily work well in the world of business. Or when Monday morning's alarm goes off, many wake up and they're in fight mode. They're in defensive mode. They're not in mother hen mode, I understand. But if we don't find some place and some people with whom we can be in mother hen mode, part of our heart will cease to work. For some, that space, that safe and vulnerable space may be with friends, it may be with family, it may not be at work, that's okay. But we need to keep our hearts warm and therefore be willing to step into that vulnerable space of receiving love and giving love. That's our goal as followers of Christ, is to be conduits of God's love, to receive God's love, to share God's love. And the closer we walk with Christ, the more loving people we will become. That's the hope. Have any of you seen Brene Brown on her TED Talk? Anybody heard of Brene Brown? Okay, a few of you. <clears throat> Brene Brown is a Christian. I think she's from Texas. She's got a PhD in research studies. For over a dozen years, she has researched vulnerability and how to navigate being vulnerable and find our way to courage, to creativity, to joy. The TED Talk that Brene Brown has posted has had over 23 million hits. Over 23 million people have watched this. It's tapping into something that we, as a people, are longing for. How do we deal with the vulnerability? We're going to watch some of that TED Talk after the service today for those who wish to come to the Asbury Room. 
Her premise is there's two kinds of people. Those who are connected, those who are disconnected. Those who are in relationship and find that uh, life-giving, and those who are in, barely in relationship and find it not life-giving. She said the difference. She said both, both groups are struggling with, I am not blank enough. I am not pretty enough. I am not handsome enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not rich enough. You fill in the blanks. Both groups struggle with the I'm not blank enough. But those who are connected, those who are in relationship, at their core, have a sense of worthiness. I don't know where they got it. They may have got it from the family of their upbringing. They may have got it from a relationship with the living God where we are baptized into our ultimate worthiness. We are baptized into the voice of God that says, you're the beloved of God. Worthy. Maybe someone came to church today wondering if they are worthy of God's love. And maybe you need to hear me say again, yes. You are. Followers of Jesus, we need reminding of this, our ultimate worthiness, not because we're good, but because God is good. We're worthy not because we've achieved it, but because Christ has told us this. Yes, we have foibles. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we run the risk of hurting other people. But at our core, We are created in God's image and therefore radically worthy. She writes that those who are able to catch a glimpse of their worthiness are able to be vulnerable. And when they are vulnerable, it opens up connections. A vulnerability that says, I'm going to invest in a relationship with a group of people or a person, even though it may not work. That's vulnerability. And perhaps the vulnerability that Christ is calling us to take out into the world. It's a vulnerability and openness that says, I'm willing to say, I love you first. Have you ever done that? Do you remember when you were first falling in love with someone? And, and it was a big risk to say, I, I love you. And it's hanging out there in the, in the air and you're wondering if the other person's going to say it back. That's vulnerability. The vulnerability of saying, I love you first. The vulnerability of saying, I care for you first, even if that's not reciprocated. People who have a sense of their own worth know they can take that risk. And what that brings she has discovered in her studies is a birth of joy, a birth of creativity, a birth of hope. Perhaps God is calling us to be chicks under the wings of Christ. Perhaps God is calling us to be the mother hen for others. Perhaps God is calling us to a vulnerability that we resist. But let me 
close with this word of hope and encouragement. This is from Steve Garnis Holmes, a United Methodist pastor in New England. The fox prowls, the hen spreads her wings. The fox will kill, the hen will give its life. The fox will live, the hen will die. The fox knows what he is doing, but not as well as the hen. The fox, too, will die, his killing unfinished. But on the third day, we will see what it is to choose to be the hen. May it be so for you and for me and the Church of Jesus throughout the world. Amen.